I don't want to. I'll lick the mic. You don't want that, do you? No. Polyhedron is a production of Headcanon Games, LLC. Please bookmark Headcanon Games for the latest in Polyhedron news. Polyhedron is sponsored by listeners like yourself. If you'd like to become a patron of Polyhedron, please go to patreon.com polyhedron. Now, on with your show. Hello and welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast for everything RPG related. I am your host, Matthew, and as always, I have my two co-hosts here, Ryan. The sun's out and I'm confused. <laughs> and Scott. The sun's going to be out for a while. It's it's the beginning of summer. It's the hot times. Ugh. It's the warm hour. I'm fat, dude. Yes. This is terrible. <laughs> well, if the sun's out, our guns are out. No. No. No, I, I have no guns, Matt. I've never had guns. <laughs> That's true. Even at my most in shape, I didn't have guns. <laughs> the only guns I'll have out are Nerf guns. And, well... Kapew, kapew. Yeah. Yep. Well, how are you guys doing this week? Everything all right? I'm, doing good. I'm moving, so <laughs> that's what I'm doing for the rest of today after I record this and the rest of tomorrow <laughs> after after anything else that has to get done. So that's fun. Yay. Uh, yay, the stress of moving. But we're not the moving podcast. We're your role-playing podcast, so we're going to get down and deep into it right no, now. No, I'm going to make it about moving. No, <laughs> Please don't. I'm not. No is your character moving? Does he pick up a box? <sighs> Does my character pick up a box? Let me roll strength Make- check. Yeah, how's your strength check? How, how's your organization stat? Is it? Uh, is it? Well, did you I, put some XP on that, like you said I, you were going to be. Well, oh, I got my bureaucracy charms, bro. Oh, okay. Well, what right. was it? What was that uh, game you came up with a while back on the podcast? Oh, um, Debt and Maladies. Debt and Maladies. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is the supplement. <laughs> this is a supplement. You're, so you're moving. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, the, the section on fucking security deposits is ridiculous. <laughs> It's as overwrought as the solar charms and dead maladies. Oh, we totally need to make that a thing. Um, anyways, back, we'll go right into the news today. Um, we have a little bit of an update from the Berlin World of Darkness convention that we talked extensively about last episode. Um, Scott and I and Ryan were able to actually sit down and watch the full keynote speech rather than just sort of the hyper-focused vampire, sort of vampire preview. Um, and I found it quite interesting. Oh yeah, they're doing plenty of stuff. I, I'm I'm relieved to hear that the majority of the stuff that we heard from the internet uh, was mostly alarmist. Uh, a lot of it sounded a okay as far Surprise. as I'm concerned. Yeah, I know. Oh no, alarmist things on the internet. A bunch of nerds being ra- just raging out over something they have no conception of or have no foreknowledge of or no context or no context for. God, what a. D- <laughs> What's the world coming to? Granted, this was a, the keynote. I mean, is a presentation, a public presentation. Therefore, it's going to be very PR'd. Oh yeah, it's very tailored to getting a specific message across. So it all depends on what the actions of White Wolf are. But some of the things they've suggested are very cool. Like they have over forty books planned in production right now. That's yep. what is their Jesus big goal. Christ. Yeah. Yep. Um, another thing is that we are going to get a Mind's Eye Theater Changeling book. Um, yep, they announced that. That's cool. I'm a little surprised they didn't do Mage first, just because that is um, kind of tradition to go in the original release order. <laughs> tradition, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, no, no. They, but they're going with Changeling first. I understand that's probably an easier game to, to make, mm-hmm. uh, because Mage is, you know, let's talk about the nature of reality, and how do you LARP rule that? And how you turn someone into a lawn chair. At your whim. Yeah. I mean, that happened to me in Changeling once. Well, that was probably a true fae, though. 
Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> Hedge is weird, y'all. Hedge is very weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's going to be really cool, though, because they've done very well on the vampire side of stuff. They've done pretty decently on the uh, uh, werewolf side of things. So I guess we're running into full acknowledgement territory with 40 books in production that the fan base is, in fact, a bunch of, like, 30-year-olds and 40-year-olds now, huh? Mm. Like, they're just, they just, like... Because when you say that to me, it's just like, ha, 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 with what money? (laughs) (laughs) Who has the money for that? Well, I mean, there's probably going to do, they're going to do cheaper digital releases. Mm -hmm. That's true. If you can do like $5 for the the dig, for the Mm -hmm. PDF and like, you know, $30 for the hardcover, I guess that's a completely reasonable thing. Actually, most of the stuff now, it's like 20, 30 bucks for the PDF and like 50 to 60 bucks for the hardcover. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying steal it. Yeah, no, we never, we would never. I say would that. never say that, but I'm pretty sure that a lot of people are gonna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it that's the problem. Might with be PDF why the PDF comes. might be why the PDFs are getting so expensive. Wait a minute, <laughs> oh, are those anti piracy things right? <laughs> no, no, Ryan, it no. isn't a victim. Uh, never, right. you're right. Never, no. Yeah, it's always okay to do the thing that you want to do. There's never any negative consequences. Power <laughs> is always free, Power and revenge is always, is always the best solution. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, and yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. I mean, we're we're really good. And uh, the the head guy did post out the thing about like we're not going to post rules about like no touching and all that yeah. stuff. We're like, do what your adults do. Do venue what by adults venue do. Basis. Yeah, venue by venue basis. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. So if you really want to get kinky and while throwing chops, I suppose that's uh, completely up to you. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and speaking of the LARP rules, they did. I think they answered a question during the keynote that basically indicated that at some point they're going to be doing a new version of the LARP rules. Hmm. Uh, that in, or at least a new version of the um, that incorporate like the the fifth edition stuff. Oh. Uh, so, so like they're gonna they're gonna merge. Basically, they're gonna merge the settings. They're gonna. At least that's that's what I took from it. They're going to merge the setting. They're going to update the rules. So the By Night Studios rules that we have right now, I don't think they're going to have a very long shelf life. But they did say that they're going to be working with the By Night Studios mm. people. Well, um, I mean, they already put a the, the By Night Studios people put it a, a, an unbelievable amount. I respect so much what they did because yeah. they somehow. I mean, I'm not going to say they balanced it. Mm-hmm. But what I am going to say is they took literally twenty years of bullshit, yep. got it all into one book. And kind of almost balanced it against yeah. itself. Yeah, it's, the, um, it's the, one of the strongest rule sets they had. Plus, they were carrying this when nobody else was. Like, when yeah. White Wolf was gone, it was still just CCP, and they were just holding on to the, those IPs. Yeah. It, by Night to News, was like, we're still churning out content because people really like it. No. It was really interesting um, because, um, like you said, it was balanced. Uh, uh, something I definitely respect them for is that the the, the the vampire book came out, and there was a fan who basically made a like a huge spreadsheet of all the powers and all the abilities, and just kind of shoved it in their face and says like, "These are where the un- the unbalances are. They exist in this system." To which White Wolf responded like. Thank you. We'll take this into account for Errata. Would you like a job on the new werewolf book? <laughs> um, and and that's why the werewolf powers and abilities are much better balanced. Mm-hmm. I will uh, say that when I was making, I mean, I, I went through the just the the process of making a werewolf character, mm-hmm. and I will say that like, yeah, it, it really felt like all those powers are useful. All the gifts are useful. Yep. And I had a very hard time choosing because they were all useful enough to where it's like, ooh, there was no obvious picks. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's and- like. Oh, for my concept, this really works. But oh my god, that utilities! 
Mm-hmm. Oh my god! If I remember correctly, ones. in my burger they revised it where you could just buy power. You could buy no, no, time. there's 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 some there's some give and take to it. Like okay. like you can buy stuff above your rank, but it's more expensive to use. No, I meant for like getting having spirits teach it to you. Like you can no, just buy it if you have the I XP. I don't know. I have to double check. I'm going. I've been going with the you have to stay within your purview. Yeah. Uh, and they, because there's like special merits and stuff that allow allow you to mm. buy stuff out of purview. Um, I'm not sure about the the like you're in you're in play and you want to pick up something out of your out of your auspice or out of your tribe. Yeah. Uh, how do you do that? I don't know exactly how that works. I know you have to spend downtime actions to learn gifts. Yeah, you knew it was downtime and, actions, and it was but the whole, the whole shimnage thing, the whole, yeah. like, because in Forsaken, they were just like, no, you have access to these things. If you want to buy the stuff in order, just go ahead and buy it in order, like a discipline, essentially. Right. Um, now, we are talking about the, we are still talking about the LARP rules. Yeah, the LARP yeah, rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes, yes, okay. I just remember correct. talking outside, like, going outside of your, you know, auspice and tribe mm-hmm. is like... Hella expensive. Going out of, out of your like, going out of your tribe is really hard. Uh, yeah. But going out of your auspice and that is a lot easier. I know that for a fact yeah. because they have the dual affinities for gifts and everything. Yeah. Uh, which is actually an extremely clever way of keep not reprinting the same goddamn yeah. thing over it actually, and over again. It actually kind of sucks because um, like my character is a Korax in the the werewolf game, which has been going great, uh, by the way. Um, and Korax are automatically Ragabash, mm-hmm. um, which is a little, a little, a little unnerving for me because my Korax <laughs> you feel is, typecast. Yeah, I feel a little typecast because <laughs> my Korax is really more of like an umbral guy. Yeah, uh, and which means that a lot of the Theurge gifts would be really goddamn useful for him. But there's enough like Ragabash, Lupus, and um, and Korax uh, gifts. That I, I've, I've got a nice list. And of, you have one of the best merits in the entire book. Yeah, it's really good. I just like spend 15 minutes and I can have whatever merit I want. Yep. Yeah, it's really uh, good. Yowza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. Um, um, I mean, that is 15 minutes where you're just on your ass not doing anything, yeah, right? Yeah, no, I can play with my phone. It's fine. Yeah. <sighs> yep. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, one of my greatest um, dislikes of any parlor LARP system mm-hmm. is that there is, in fact, ju- the don't do a damn thing for X amount of time and then yeah. you and then you get to do something, which any LARP boffer LARP will tell you That's bullshit. That's kinda cruddy. Now uh, one of the funniest things I ever found at a um at a site was someone had been running Werewolf at one of the LARP sites we had been running at and we found one of their quote unquote explorer tags that huh. required animal can yeah, and survival. Right. And it was like this very long description of like, oh, well, this stream has obviously been corrupted. So you can either go out of play for 45 minutes or spend 30 minutes actually role playing cleansing the stream. It was That doesn't sound very fun. Yeah, it was just Either like, of those don't sound very fun. Well, it's just like, okay, so you tell like how do you... Okay, guys. You apparently... I get it. I know you aren't used to being outdoors very much. <laughs> I know that... I know that being outside's hard for parlor LARPers. <laughs> but perhaps you should come talk... If you want to go run at, like, a state park or something, maybe talk to people who boffer LARP for how yeah. to, like, execute that kind of thing. Because well, there's yeah. really interesting ways to go about ritualistic nonsense if you're willing to, like, buy in. Yeah, well, uh, so that's one of the things that's been happening recently in underground theater... Uh, the the uh, the 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 org play that uh, I'm uh, I, I do my parlor larping through, um, they are very receptive to uh, technology from the other side of the fence. Well, it's um, just we do it. We know how to do it better. Yeah. Like the 
Let's just we know how to we like We dived into the deep end of of like logist of yeah. like personal entertainment logistics mm-hmm. essentially. Well, what happened last uh, this this last Saturday and uh, this last Friday? Yeah, the, uh, the Cam Camarilla game had its season ender, uh, which is really weird to have a season ender at the beginning of summer. Uh, but anyway, it happened. Had the suns out. Yeah, no, 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 specifically, it wasn't. It wasn't. We 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 started around six and and played until around midnight. Um, but like they, uh, our friend uh, Dylan, who uh, yep. has been on the show before, uh, he helped them narrate it, and he incorporated a lot some some. Uh, some buffer LARP technology. Some 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 narrative perspectives on like dividing up combat because if anyone has ever played Mind's mm-hmm. Eye Theater Salon games, you know the big fight with one bad guy with twenty PCs is a goddamn nightmare. Nobody wants to do it. Everyone's pissed off by the end of yeah. night and it's not climactic and fun. And Dylan was like, first thing he was telling James, James being the ST, going, Let's subdivide it. Let's make one big f- Let's make a big fight for the really big heavy hitters. Let's make a lesser. Let's make a ritual circle for like our non-combatants to deal with, and let and for our uh. lesser combatants or everyone else. Let's do a lesser's like zombie and like vampire minion fight against them, and everyone got to do something cool. Another thing that Dylan and did. they all affected each other. Boffer. Yeah, and they all started affecting each other. That's boffer larp as hell. Yeah, like, and, that's how and, that goes. Yeah, and yeah. Dylan was also like, yeah, um, he was like. Yeah, it's getting close to midnight. We're going to wrap up because we just can't keep mm-hmm. going because we're in a public space. He was just like, okay, uh, I'm going to go around the room. Everyone tell me one cool thing you do. Like, just mm-hmm. straight up, what is the one cool thing you do? Because you guys have pretty much handled the situation. Mm-hmm. Just tell me one cool thing. So like how we, got how to- we wrap this out. Yeah. So, so that anyone who didn't maybe, like, get their chops uh, over the course of the night could at least have one cool moment that was just purely theirs. Yeah, yeah. Everyone got to narrate their own, like, how badass they were for a moment, yeah. whatever they were doing. And that's that's collaborative narrative. That's that's taking advantage of the rules that say you can go to me- to mediation or narration into it yep. really well. There was also, before that, they did uh, an influence minigame. That uh, was cool. James, I talked to James about that. Mm-hmm. James was the one who came up with that's that. That's cool. So basically, like, they played around with the characters, like, social and underworld influences uh, in kind of a minigame, yep. and the end result of which were buffs that could be applied during the big combat. On either Actually, I was in on that yeah. because I had a character who had enough influences. What he did was, because, unfortunately, with Underground Theater and a couple of these big organizations, you can't really do a lot of house ruling. You have to mm-hmm. go by the book. There's not a lot of customization. But what he did was he just made sort of an extension, mm-hmm. an interpretation of how you could do something. And what he does is he took out a map of Atlanta, subdivided it, and we had to go, okay, everyone's got so many points that they can spread out on the field. The bad guy's got X number of points to spread out on the field. You can pick and put your influences where you want, and that will determine what kind of buffs either side get. Mm-hmm. And if there is a moment where you have the same on the uh, same amount of influences on the same area, you'll go to chops to see who cool. wins, oh, who wins out. We worked it out. It was kind of like a weird game of Go because we were like, we put it here. We watch how he re- James reacts, and then we go, okay, he's going this direction. Let's go this direction. And we basically got to negotiate what we wanted, and we worked it out that we were like, we knew we were probably going to fail if it came out to a loss or a tie mm-hmm. on the chop. So we worked it out in the end that there was no contest. So nice. the bad guys got their bonuses, the good guys got their bonuses, and that was it. And they came out. in real handy. And I, I was actually playing a, a brand new character uh, with that. And uh, one of the things about Underground Theater is that they do something called the XP floor. So even if you're a brand new character, 
because they have a set length chronicle, mm. uh, they they don't do um, they don't they don't necessarily like do retirements or anything like that, uh, where you're expected to cycle through your characters. If you come in as a new character, you come in with a decent chunk of XP. Yeah, currently in the uh, in the UT, you come nearly with two hundred. At now, Holy you come very close to two hundred XP, XP on top of the. Th- well, that's including the thirty starting XP you get. Well, yeah. dude, I just remember making my character for that chronicle years ago yeah when it started and i was just like i'm i'm powerful y'all yeah. this no is this great. is getting kind of silly like it's i'm good. making my new character because i started the yeah. exact same night uh, scott did and i'm like i because i did all my math last night to revise him and i'm mm-hmm. like okay i am not a slouch i need to I am re- not a slouch i didn't respect i need to redo my dude there were some choices that i made that i shouldn't have made because yep. they're just unplayable but anyways uh, but anyway but uh, to, we to, to, to round out the story <laughs> i was a first a first uh, first game character uh, and man, did I make people like I'm, I'm, I may, I ruined some people's night because I I I, I played some uh, a, an elder who didn't know anything about this Camarilla stuff, <laughs> and man, that made people uncomfortable. Because like, oh, you're an elder. Also, you're, you're saying you're Oh God, what do we do with you? You basically are the closest thing to a heretic that's not an infernal. Yeah, no, as far I'm, as the no, I'm not. A, I'm a I'm a non sabbat heretic or or, or whatever. But anyway. I ended up getting into the big fight. Yeah. Uh, which, which in the end, turned out to be against, like, a Methuselah, her child, and the incarnate spirit of an ancient Sumerian god that they were trying to unleash. Isn't yep. that always the way? Yeah. It, um, we almost died. A couple of us did. Uh, yeah, it actually, was bad. And, and James walked out because, and this is more of sort of like the culture and the revising of the culture. James at the beginning is like, guys, this is going to be a very deadly night. People lose their characters. Please, everyone just cooperate and be cool with each other about it. Just go out, go big, be heroes. Don't worry about it because you're going to have nearly 200 XP character to walk into after it. You're not going to lose that much. Yep. And I respect him for giving A, expectation management, mm-hmm. and B, <laughs> going and just being like trying to teach people and go, people, guys, let's revise the culture because for many, many years. Also, that does give the opportunity for some people, if you're that attached to your character, just leave. Like, um, yeah, he, he, I, yeah. I, and it, like, if honestly, if I were a person who was like, I am not yet interested in my character story ending here, I don't care about this plot line, and I never have, have a good evening, everyone. And I know that's crap. But there, I, I respect that he gave the warning ahead of time so that people could take that option. If yeah, they and he to. even said, in, in, and he was like, even during the fight, he's like, if you want to bow out of the fight, you can, but you will take the fate of the party. Basically, you will, whatever happens, happens, and you cannot say either way about it. So there was always an out for anyone who didn't want to deal with the situation, but everyone seemed very cool, very interested, yeah, it's, and it's everyone. Good culture, to... It's good culture, and they're very open to cultural enhancements and cult- yeah. new cultural technology coming from from different areas and that's i mean that seems to be why Wolf's strength right now is i'm just wanting to be very inclusive like hey this well, that's pro- very ut's thing that, yeah. that well, let's be very well, clear we're talking about underground theaters. underground theater too but i mean in, a, in the grander sense it seems like white wolf is taking a greater interest in like taking technology mm-hmm. where technology is good and and like just immediately mm-hmm. you know jury rigging it into them yeah, yeah. I think they're good. That's they're great. very good. They're very inclusive. They're good. Uh, very open-minded as far as uh, technology is concerned. They, they. I think their biggest, the thing that they're going to have to to fight against on their own side is their edgelord tendencies. Like that. Well, that are we talking about White Wolf specifically? Yeah, White Wolf specifically okay. edgelord. I want to make sure we're being very clear. Oh, yeah, when we're talking yeah, about yeah. these things. 
uh, because that you know we're all a little little edgy. We're all you know a little little uh, yeah. rough under the cover, rough rough on, rough on the edges, and rough under the covers. Um, <laughs> um, uh, then I'm don't very ha- generous lover. I don't. <laughs> what do you? All right, come on. I'm sorry. Uh, but anyway, Doctor uh, Nerd Love Podcast. Yeah. Welcome to WNRC KLARP. Uh, but yeah, no, um, that's something they're going to have to to wrestle with in order to not come off as yep. jassels. And, and uh, which, let's, let's bring it back around. The and struggle. We'll, yeah. yeah. Uh, because actually, talking about our LARPs is not our subject matter for today. No. Uh, the last thing about the news, the Berlin keynote that I want to bring up is they're going to release something very soon called World of Darkness com. It's going to be patterned a lot after StarWars.com, so it's going to be a social network database site where you can sign up, you can do a lot of things with it, you can meet people, you can organize, you can learn things, you can uh, submit fan-made material, you're going to be able to do a lot of things here, and the beta will be up probably within the next couple of months, I believe sometime in the summer. I'm looking forward to seeing that, because that's very interesting. Yeah, and uh, I, I think it will be cool. Overall, the keynote was very cool, we got some very interesting insights, and I think think their their headspace is still where it needs to be as far as this, the, resurrecting this content. Yeah, they're going in the right direction. We'll definitely post a link to the keynote in the show notes. Yep, absolutely. Please sit down and watch it. It's good. Good. It's still on the hand cam. I wish it was more professional. I wish they would actually get somebody. Yeah, to you do can't that. really see what's going on on the screen yeah, very well. I, no. I mean, it actually would have behooved them to just get some pros in there with a real camera and just like. Yeah, unfortunately, the people who released this is a guy named uh, Father Sebastian. I believe yeah. is the guy who linked I've heard, it. I've heard of that guy. Uh, he's kind of like it looks like he's uh, the YouTuber about White Wolf mm-hmm. uh, or yeah, just World of Darkness stuff. And unfortunately, he was just doing the best he could with yeah. his own camera but and it, stuff. He did a good job. It's just that it would have been nice to see some more before. But let's talk about our topic. All right, main topic for... Well, and also, I mean, it does kind of lead into this topic because if you want the first system that was just... I mean, it's not the first system, but a system where this particular thing comes up a whole bunch. Oh, yeah. It does. Especially in uh, political drama that typically is vampire, which we can easily use as context. But the main topic for this evening, or today, actually, since we're recording during the day, um, is the idea of character flaws and introducing character flaws into a game. Now, Which this... I, I'm like, much like every subject we've touched on, I'm sure we've touched on this before. Oh, yeah. There's been over, we've been doing this for every year and have over 30 plus episodes, holy Jesus. But let's, so uh, if we've let's, talked about this at length. Let's zoom in. Let's, let's zoom in. Um, and so the idea came on the, uh, off the concept of, well, you have a character and the problem is when you're coming up as a role player, you have a tendency to be the immortal 20-year-old who's like, I'm cool, I will always be cool, I am always just going to ever be always cooler than I was. But that doesn't make for an interesting story. When you read novels, you watch TV. Uh, I was watching, I remember watching The Magicians, and, mm-hmm. and this thought really came through my head. Every single one of these characters on this show are really cool and interesting, but they all have critical flaws that drive the action forward. I mean, in many of Lev Grossman's characters, being a gigantic asshole just is the flaw. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure Lev Grossman is a gigantic asshole. <laughs> he probably has wrestled with that topic and yeah. that, that flaw. But yeah, no, character flaws are interesting. I mean, especially if there's there's the, the distinction between a character flaw that you just kind of throw in as part of the character, and there's the mechanical character flaws that yes. you have to deal with, Ugh, which is... Yeah. 
they can be good, they can be bad. Um, I, I have a very, I have some things to say about mechanized flaws that give right. some form of reward for them. Yeah, I, I do not agree, and I, I will. We can we can. We, we talk about that in a minute. We'll get to the mechanical. Let part me get to that in a minute. <laughs> yeah, and so the idea of this is, so you're at a table and you're like, well, I want to play a. Let's say I say I want to play a fighter and I'm a table, but he, let's say he's got daddy issues. Maybe he was abandoned when he was mm-hmm. a father, and so dealing with authority figures are, are or maybe he gets overly attached to powerful mm-hmm. authority figures, or maybe he rejects authority entirely because he's like I wouldn't I know anything about that. Yeah, exactly. No. And but the problem is the the issue is it's not for you and your internal narrative as the character because you think that's cool. But what happens when you're like. Yeah, I totally am down with this guy. I believe what this guy is saying because I'm overly obsessed with the authority figure. But everyone else is like, he's probably the evil badass, evil bad guy that we need to go deal with. We should kill him. And it was like, no, no, cool. Let's, I'll defend him. No, no, I think we should totally team up with Elf Nazi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Elf, Elf Nazi has makes some good points. I, 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 I like what Elf Nazi is going with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like what he's got to say on the issues. <laughs> he seems to have my interests at heart. Yeah. He wants to build a uh, he build wants to build a fantasy fantasy wall between us and Orkland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who doesn't want to just keep the orcs out? Because well, they're orcs. I took the glitter pill. <laughs> oh, no. oh no! But you get the idea that can cause tension in the group, and from a narrative perspective, that's cool. But you're on a table with your friends, trying to get the story moving, especially if the GM is like, see the Chad the Paladin episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's, so I, you know, I mean. Ukta, the, the half-orc, is probably going to have a problem with Elf-Nazi. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and that might cause some tension in an unresolvable way. And, and, and the thing is, is like, I think this is, on a, this is very much on a gradient, right? Like, and as you, like, we've like all... Like things in life. Oh, wow, everything's, <laughs> everything's a gradient, everything's a spectrum. But um, the, you start out as your magical 20-year-old yeah. who's going to mm-hmm. live forever. And, like, long about towards your, being, like... 19, 20, 21. Okay, this is just from the progression of someone who's been doing this since they they were 14 years old. Yep. Yep. So, like, for the first, like, six years, you suck at this. And it's always magical 20-year-olds and everyone's perfect forever. Min, max, min, max, min, max. And then you get, like, well, my character has flaws. and But then you, much like every young person, are myopic about it and don't understand that... And you go way on the deep end on it. And to the point where it's just, like... The Nuremberg is like yeah. strong with this one. The yeah. gamers Nuremberg is strong with this one. But it is what my character would do. Yeah, and so after you've spent three hours, you know, trying to resolve the interparty conflict due to elf Nazi, mm-hmm. um, you move on to your late twenties where you actually have understand how nuance works because you apparently you've read books or something, and you've probably interacted with more than four people in your life. Yeah, and you've <laughs> met people, and and I feel like this, and I'm sure. Listen, I'm sure that there. I mean, for all sixty of you out there, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you've probably met youngsters who get the project or something like that. But there's ways to resolve interparty conflict or your character's flaws or deeply held beliefs that will, like, allow you to do the thing your party wants to do while still, like, doing it your own way. Like, mm. try to resolve internally that you're probably going to go do what the party wants to do as a whole, but you're just going to have to, like, I don't know, use cognitive dissonance like every single other fucking human being in human history. It's not... It's amazing to me that people create characters that are incapable of cognitive dissonance because I sure as shit have it. Yeah. <laughs> people have it. Everyone has it. Mm-hmm. Like, But, uh, I mean, that goes into, like, the gaming philosophy of, like, you're trying to project your more idealized self and, like, you're trying to create somebody who's more better and more perfect than you are because, well, 
real. That's what fantasy's there for. Gross. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But, uh, yeah, it's so. Yeah, may, so maybe like your party's gonna go do a mission for Elf Nazi or something, but you're gonna probably like secretly sabotage it yep. or do or use it to gain information about Elf Nazi or use it to get close to Elf Nazi. So when the time comes, you can slit his fucking throat. You know, whatever whatever needs to happen, whatever you need to do to keep things moving along, but justify to yourself that yes. I don't agree with this in the moment. This is probably pretty difficult for me, but I'm going to do it because I like these assholes and I and I need to keep going. Like, we can't spend three hours arguing about this. Ryan, I, d- I don't understand. Nelf Nazi is going to make Tamriel great again. Oh, well, you know, you've, <laughs> you've really sold me. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, I think the sum up about that idea is like, have character with character flaws, but be flexible with them realize when they're appropriate to sort of like have a character have a breakdown about his flaws mm-hmm. and then there's another time when he's got a but ultimately being probably a more heroic story you're not going for the full tragedy here is being able to really realize to go i need to overcome my mm-hmm. flaw i need to be able to go you know what this has brought me down and now i gotta pick myself up and i gotta keep going right well maybe you know maybe there's a reason like may, let, let your parody members convince you just mm-hmm. like if yeah. any of them have the, even the slightest bit of like ability to justify anything they do mm-hmm. which i mean you're an rpg character so you can always justify everything you do so just let them just let them <laughs> tell you why this is an okay idea and maybe work with them a little yep. bit mm-hmm. or maybe make strike a deal it's like okay but next time we're gonna do it my way and then you know then, then mm-hmm. that's, it. that's, actually, that's yeah. interesting now uh on, on the subject of mechanical flaws now there's there's been an evolving way of looking at this Boo. uh yeah i mean you know your, your first i think probably one of the, the biggest thing that had flaws uh, was the moral darkness system, or you yeah. had merits and flaws. I believe those were introduced in the player's guide initially. They weren't actually in the core book. Yeah, I think that was revised. Yeah, no, it wasn't revised. Was it, it actually was, first it was second? It was second. It, it may have been first edition. I feel like first that had them. Yeah, it, but they all. I remember they got released in the player's guide, but not in the core book. And they were a mixed bag of of cool and not cool. Uh, especially as Ryan mentioned, there were some flaws that gave you a weird bonus somehow. Well, flaws by their very nature in that system give you points. They give you stuff that you can spend on other yeah, stuff. That's true. And that is my issue with it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to have a character with flaws, like, listen, I understand that there's some stuff that's very hard to just opt into as a vampire, sure. like the, oh, your bite makes people scream in bloody shit right. terror. But let's be honest with, let, let, let's be honest here. Like, Eh, who took that one? And and that's if you true. did take that one, really? Like, why would you do that? That's seen, makes... seen. That's the that's the that's the weird gamer philosophy. Is like the other players go, "Why'd you take that flaw? What? That's gonna mess everything up. That's for gonna us. mess. That's and, gonna be a problem for you, and then likely a problem for me for us. And which is like, which is why I just have a problem with them in a general sense because that that's a conversation that just mm-hmm. doesn't ever need to happen. And you didn't take that flaw because you thought it was interesting. You took it because you wanted to get the next level of firearms. Yeah. That's why you took it. Well, yeah. It had nothing to do the, with you caring about the, your struggle as a creature of the night. Mm-hmm. I promise. Also, the weird idea of being, and this is purely on those mechanics of 
I am flawed, therefore I get more points, therefore I'm stronger in other areas. It's that weird balancing factor yeah. of things. And there uh, was a, another interpretation of it, of, of I believe this was in New World of Darkness, where you had flaws in your character sheet. They didn't give you points that you could use to buy other stuff with. At the get-go. At the get-go. What, what happened was, when those flaws came up... You gained willpower. You gained willpower or experience. Basically, you, if, if, if your flaw fucks you, yeah. you get a reward. Yeah, which is... I'm actually more okay with that because they let I'm okay with passive flaws like right. that where if if it comes up and it's mm. actually a problem then you get some sort of benefit from it. I don't like experience points as that ever or right. if it fucks you if it, everyone gets the point mm-hmm. that's I'm fine with that because we actually played it like that when we did it where everyone gets a beat if your flaw screws everything screws the party so yeah if, if it causes problem well, first of all I, I always believe that everyone should be on the same exact experience level at all times I don't think the spirit XP is good hmm. uh, in tabletop settings it's it's just like oh good I missed a game so now I get to be less yeah, you don't you know especially in a game like vampire where where power disparity can actually become political disparity and yeah. like it just creates a it creates a dynamic a power dynamic that you're like very can become exceedingly uncomfortable and with. at alarm that's just par for the course that has yeah. to happen new players are new players yep. it's a 30 person game some 15 it doesn't matter it's not fair to the old players that have been playing been around but, that they that, that the younger people that walk in are exactly this as powerful as they right. are and, although and, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna in simulacra the game Matthew and I are gonna be running uh, yeah um, we have decided that it's going to be a step five year campaign, and so we're going to do the floor XP thing. Right. Yep. Uh, so Reasonable. That, yeah. New 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 characters are going to be able to come in uh, at not at the the top level that every someone who's been playing from day one right is going to get, but they're going to have a good chunk. Like there'll, be, there'll be a shit kicker towards year three. There'll be a shit kicker walking in, and they'll be mm-hmm. able to tango with even even the yeah high, fifty to seventy five percent of ma- mm-hmm. of max of your you, you know year zero yeah character which is completely reasonable you get to like not suck Mm -hmm. because why would you ever want to play a game where you why what incentive is there to play a game at year four well because yeah exactly exactly. we're we're not going to be we're going to have a retirement system in place but it's going to be a hundred percent voluntary yeah like if you feel you've reached the end of your character then you know you've told the story you wanted to tell with that character then then you're you're good to go we'll do something cool with it but it's there we're not going to have that that whip and stick Right. Uh, that the other games have because we're not planning on going forever. We're planning on doing our thing and getting getting done with it. But yeah. you, um, you, you know, but like I'm saying, flaws in a passive sense where mm-hmm. everyone gets something like that, where it actually, if it comes up, you gain mm-hmm. benefit. I'm okay with that because the one of the greatest, the gaminess of flaws in in a system where they have, they provide points is, and I've done this. I know it's real. I've seen other people mm-hmm. do it. Pick the flaw you know will never come up because yep. that way you just get basic free points, points on your free sheet. Points. Yeah. And, yeah. That, and that's just an instinct that people have. It's, it's like, I'm very interesting, but this will never come and up. And to mm-hmm. talk about like the next iteration beyond when the Mind's Eye Theater book, the new Mind's Eye Theater book for Vampire mm-hmm. came out, I remember going looking, looking through and I saw because the how they worded the downtime system and how, how games were generally only once a month and how the organizations that was a part of, it was Underground Theater at the time, was dealing with like the time disparity, dis- mm-hmm. the time increments in the rule book, I was like, find a flaw. I was like, why not take this flaw? Everyone should have this flaw because it doesn't matter. Because it was like getting beast traits, and like beast traits are supposed to go at the end of the night, mm-hmm. but there's a flaw that says, oh, your beast traits go w- get lowered one a week, but there's four weeks between games. Yeah. 
that means I basically influence still don't have B straights between and, the next game. And say what you will about the influence system of uh, that that rule set. Yeah. yeah, that influence system is heavily based around regular. I think almost we- like weekly or something like because it's, you get stuff per week. And yeah, it's yeah. Well, like it is. It, it can be done like once a month, but it, but it's based around like per week. Actions gives you a certain amount. I gotta reread for it for all the for all the me- mechanics that influence has behind it. The basic system of how what you get, how you use it, and what to, and how often it comes back, and how, like the wording in the in the Binet Studios system on influence is actually a little nebulous to where my like yeah I'll always say it's like I'll break your game like it's like well I don't know how to I don't even know how to like put this in the box like yeah, I don't right. even know how to like mold this so I just have to like well I hope the storyteller just agrees with my interpretation of what this is right. and I hope I get it right um but the flaws and this is the reason I'm bringing this up is because last night I did a lot of character contemplation and generation last night for Minds A Theater and going looking at the flaws and the flaws in that book are not as cool as like the idea of getting stuff if it comes up because that almost never that's not in that book mm-hmm. But they do a much better job of going, if you take these flaws, they will have a direct and immediate impact on your character, and there are almost no unavoidable flaws. Like, if you have something, it does a thing on your cheat, either XP-wise, character-wise, interaction-wise, right. and they're typically, if you look at, like, their math, for what they, the hindrance they give you, the the amount they give you is far less than what they should. Like, the flaw itself is much not... Not as much is not as worth it for the XP you right. get, whereas the merits are actually slightly more expensive for what you get. Oh, yeah. and therefore you're like, well, this may not be worth worth it to me to even walk into and deal with the system. Yeah, um, and then there's the 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 very interesting way of dealing with flaws uh, mm-hmm. that I like in the House of the Blood system. We've talked about House of the Blood a number of times. It's one of my favorite like games, conceptually speaking. Uh, we we may that that may be a thing we're we're talking about more more often as some wheels start to turn in the Atlanta area. Keep keep your ears peeled, mm-hmm. uh, because goddamn that's a great game. Um, is the idea that flaws are not something that come in a character generation? Flaws uh, flaws happen to you because in that game you get older, mm-hmm. um, and that is a game that embraces the concept of um, it was based. John Wick designed it uh, with the inspiration of the fantasy character of Elric. Uh, which was a contemporary character of Conan back in the day. Uh, and Elric was an interesting character because Elric, unlike your magical 20-year-old who always got more powerful and never never faded and never died, um, every Elric story, Elric got worse. Like, El- bad shit happened to Elric. Elric got older. Um, he had to he had to do more with less every time. I, you uh, know, the Sandman Slim books are mm-hmm. actually a lot like that because the main character, James Stark, starts out nearly invincible, ultra-powerful, very strong, and literally every single book, something gets taken away. He has to sax one of oh. his superpowers, and he gains back them just incrementally enough to like survive the bullshit he's going through, right. but he loses a lot. I read the first book of that. It's very interesting. I, I like it. It's that reminds me of like the um, the diehard John McClane perspective on gaming yeah. is the idea of really all players really just want to be John McClane. They want to walk through glass uh, with no shoes on, and in the end, they want to be able to kill the terrorists. Yeah, they want to, they want to they want to get the shit kicked out of them, but then they want to get back up and win. And, and I actually pulled this as a part 
appropriate to the conversation is John McClane is a flawed character. Watch God the does. first Die Hard. He's in the middle of a divorce. He's kind of a shit person. He doesn't treat his wife very well. And somehow him murdering those terrorists me- means his worth goes up and he gets the girl. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that is problematic, but. And then the Die Hard movies just become weird, fantastical, bullshit nonsense uh, from there. Uh, one, two, and three are perfectly fine. And then the Fifth, ele- and then the fifth Element is the next great Die Hard film. <laughs> and, thank uh, thank thanks, you, Mikey Newman. Th- thanks, Mikey Newman, for pointing that out, and you're completely correct. Uh, everyone should go to Movies with Mikey on YouTube. It's great. Uh, His but, Guardians of the Galaxy analysis will make you cry. Yeah. It really will. It made me cry. Oh, <laughs> uh, but... But that was the John McClane perspective is is appropriate to this is like that's kind of a well balanced flawed character. He's kind of just a blue collar guy who's kind of in a shitty situation. He doesn't have the best character quirks, but he's goofy and a little bit lovable. And and in the end, he's a badass and he gets things done. I mean, I will say some there is something for like the you know your, your the party v some chodes yep. situation just to be like every once in a while it they, it's good to be reminded it's like no you're better than a lot of people like mm-hmm. the, the, if you choose to be those guys mm-hmm. you can just walk into the crime boss's lair kill literally every one of his minions and take his things because guess what he's level 4 yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, he's not the same tier as you. But isn't this a little beneath your notice? I mean, if you need to do that to feel okay after the demon, mm. I don't know, took your right hand and that guy's eye, whatever, sure, and that whatever. guy's leg, and that guy's <laughs> leg. Now you're peg legged. It's okay. That's a flaw. Yeah. And, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's that's another thing. Getting getting weaknesses and whatnot through play, I think, is mm. very interesting uh, because it, it well, that's hard. Actually. Yeah, it right? is hard, and I mean, well, it takes a, 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 the right game system, the right table, the right GM, yep. uh, and and to to portray the fact that you know you are going to have some problems, like uh, at the at the cam game, um, a dude like put his hand through like this mystical lock in an attempt to fuck it up, and he just lost that arm. Like, sorry, dude, you're a vampire. That doesn't come back. Oh, it can't, yeah, it's it's. If it's eaten by a Sumerian creator god, creator destroyer god, it's. I I hope it's not coming. Yeah, back. yeah, that 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 is that is a perspective that yes, that's that probably doesn't come back. And, Choice and made. It, yeah, and and that's really what it comes. That's another thing is flaws can come about by choices you make, and you should respect that choices have consequences. If, and this goes more to like table etiquette of, if your GM is like, you're doing the thing, right? Okay, this happens to you. Don't try to, something that happened in my, one of my games online for uh, Black Crusade that I also got my, uh, my brain working on this is like the idea of, oh, I'm going to go do a thing. Like a player's like, I'm going to do a thing. And Jim's like, do you really want to do that thing? It's like, well, that, and like that is sort of a weird meta interference Mm -hmm. that is fine to create a good story, but how much is too much of that? Because Um, then you're like, At that juncture, it's the make a knowledge roll kind of thing. So I'm going to give you a little bit of background that you, your character may know so that you, the player, can make a more informed decision about what you're going to, about to take a crack at. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, common like ah, the common sense merit in World of Darkness. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Guys. I've only known like two people who ever took that. I don't think I ever took it. I mean, <laughs> I th- I thought I, when I read, I'm just like, so the GM just tells you when you're about to fuck up. Like that's what that re- reads yeah, that's, to me. It's, it's a was it was an it's a famous one point merit in the World of Darkness book that said common sense. It was basically the fiat of the GM can tell you when the 
character is about and slash player is about to make a decision that's probably going to be bad for them. Mm-hmm. Like where it's so runs so counterintuitive to like co- like common sense. Like yeah. this, like okay, you've been a vampire for more than a year and a half, so you know that like don't, don't go into the sun, don't walk out into the sun, uh, don't do this thing in Elysium. Yeah. This is a, yeah. a thing you should know about Elysium. You've been introduced to the rules. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. So yep, but. Again, it's like, why do we need to mechanize that? Why are you gonna go in with a shotgun full of serum into a werewolf bar? Don't don't do that. Don't it's do gonna it. Importantly for you, uh, it was um, actually there was a, a character flaw that came up uh, in Sabat on Saturday um, that actually it led to some really good role play. Uh, so so one of the thing about the Sabat, especially in the new by Night Studios rules, is the Sabat are these crazy religious fanatics, and they have like blood fueled rituals that actually work. Oh yeah, uh, and it's not, they're not. Cool. It's, it's not magic. It's just the power of like their collective blood and faith making shit happen. But if there if someone participates in that ritual and they are unfaithful, if they don't believe the 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 Sabat's bullshit. Uh, and they can do th- this. This can happen as a result of like character stuff, or like you can have flaws that that can that non-believer can, as a you flaw. Can be a non-believer. Yep. But it's actually, it's, uh, I don't know if it's a flaw, but the one that it is is crisis of faith. Mm. Uh, whereas if something actively like sh- really shitty happens to you, you become unfaithful for a period of time because your faith is shaken and you think. And that's the thing is like if there are unfaithful people involved in the ritual, then that can cause the ritual to fail. Um, and, um, <laughs> and that, and, and, and then you've got a room full of howling psychopaths. And it's like, which one of you Religious is? fanatic yeah, psychopaths. Exactly. And my character who leads a bunch of these rituals, because he's a, he's a Southern Baptist Priest. praise cane, um, uh, kind of guy. Uh, he has a, he has a merit that lets him know. Like, he knows, he, he can feel it. He, uh, like, I, I described it because I'm a Malkavian. Like, the Lord sends the beetles into my brain and they scratch and, and they tell me that there are unfaithful heretics in the, cra- in the crowd. Um, and I know how many people uh, are unfaithful. So, like, I did this big old ritual and we were about to go do do something crazy. And I, and it, it, it passed, but I knew that, that they were unfaithful in the crowd, that someone and people endangered the, rit- the ritual. And, um, like we made this big speech, like, all right, well, whoever it is, you talk to your priest or because my character's inquisition, or you're going to be talking to me. Yeah. Um, and apparently the person involved because they had the crisis of faith merit, um, they went to their priest. I need you to skull fuck just a little harder. They they went to their priest and they talked about it. Um, say 20 hail canes. Yeah, exactly. uh, uh, They talked to their priest and then they're killing indigent. (laughs) <laughs> and then, and then their their ductus came and talked to me about it, and so like, the situation is known, and therefore we don't have to go on a fucking witch hunt. There's something to find kind of, them. I've I've never gotten to like really get my teeth into a sabbat game, but it does kind of, it's kind of the anarchistic collective shit that I find a lot very entertaining oh, yeah. because it's just it's very might makes right, but like. <laughs> Despite them being a bunch of blood-fueled psycho monsters, mm-hmm. the rules are pretty clear, yeah. and, like, everyone kind of gets yeah, it. everyone's kind of into it. And it's it. like, no, hey, man, we're all really about this. So if you're not going to be about this, we're going to have a problem. Mm-hmm. So are you about this mm-hmm. is a really... It's like, listen, I know having a baseball bat broken over your chest, mm-hmm. like, 15 times as a test of might to show that you can lead your pack is uncomfortable, but motherfucker, can you? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and and that's what the Sabbat is because the appeal of that game 
versus the cam is you are monsters. You are truly vampires. You are lords of the night. And you are supposed to be more power, lord over humanity. And the part that always I find the most interesting when you talk to a lot of people who do the Sabbat stuff is like, well, playing these guys just come way more naturally to people. Like people Ooh, get yeah. this. People get this way easier than the weird, so, like super political, you know, the, 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 like the, personal the horror, sanitized politics of mm-hmm. the camp. No, people understand what blood rate like macho psychopath looks mm-hmm. like really easy and it's all macho psychopath well it's also fa- it's also very faith based it's the idea of believing something that's bigger or weirder than you are mm-hmm. and we're talking by believing something bigger or weirder than you are I'm talking like Lovecraft level of stuff we're not talking like just God or the devil we're talking just really weird stuff and the idea of just being able to sort of be and that's where I like the whole argument about like role playing is good therapy mm-hmm. in some respects yeah. because Sabat lets you go. Let me look at these dark impulses that I I think I may personally have. Let me express them and see how I how I compare my life to it and why and reaffirm. Oh, this is why I'm not this in mm-hmm. real life. Yeah, yeah. It, this it is let, why we have society and rules well, and, and that's, norms. That's the thing. Like I you know I I play this super faithful, super like jazzed up vampire priest. Real life, stone cold atheist. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I, I want nothing to do with religion. I want nothing to do with any church. Uh, like, if I were to meet my character like as a person in real life, I'd tell him to go fuck himself, and then he'd eat you. Well, no, no, that's what I said as a person. Uh, if I if I met him as a vampire, pray exclusion yeah. only atheists. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. I that's can. a hard flaw. See now, oh, that's oh, a flaw. You don't believe in God? Explain me. <laughs> Or mostly it's just like, that's when we're like, and that, you know, prey exclusions like, well, you actually have to, where one where you actually have to have a conversation with yeah. someone to understand yeah. their belief system and mm-hmm. stuff is like, okay, man, you're really buying in for this. And that's a little bit of GM downtime that I'm not ready. I'm not really sure we're ready for. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just make rolls. It's fine. It's no, cool. No, you just go to the Secular Student Alliance. And- that's true. <laughs> that's true. You know, most, you know, any gaming convention, they'll, they'll tell you how. <laughs> they'll tell you. How can you tell someone's an atheist? Oh, they'll tell you. Oh, <laughs> they'll tell you. <laughs> No, it's uh, I, I. Flaws can ultimately, as we've said before, enhance your experience, enhance your roleplay, make the characters really pop and come alive. I think that the newer generation of games gets what a flaw is supposed mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. a lot better than the old thing. They're stuff. I mean, obviously, White Wolf has learned, right? I mean, I okay. To be completely fair. I don't really know about other game systems with a lot of flaws in it. I mean, I know of uh, Never After has some oddity systems where mm. you take some hard negatives mm. to some of your skills, and it affects your concept, and the, it also, you know... The Buffy and Angel games had uh, drawbacks and, and, and benefits. Um, those were pretty good. Uh, those were those were genuinely a bad, bad thing that you had to do. But it, it was still the camp of... You take bad things so that you can get more good good things, things. And, and and that is kind of the case in you know in White Wolf as it stood like when the you know the by night suit has flaws and and merits but honestly like the merits were good enough and the flaws were bad enough the flaws were bad enough yeah. and that's really where it comes in the flaw has to be something damn near unavoidable at all times yeah, yeah. Like it's it's affecting you every minute of your of your day you mm-hmm. have to always keep it in mind in every interaction you do right it can't be something you can just like skirt like for example uh when i was playing uh when i was playing that game that matt was just talking about i think many years ago yeah. i think it's the same chronicle right 
Has it changed? I don't know. Oh, wait, oh. I was playing a character who was addicted to coke, like really addicted. Oh yeah, to yeah, yeah. I was a Ravnos who was addicted to coke, um, but like I like one of the part part of my dementation was I had a dollar bill that was always on my person, and I would mm-hmm. flip it, spin it, fidget it. It would go like, and if it was gone, holy Jesus Christ! It it was like power object fixation as well as a addiction to amphetamines. Right. So it's like, well, every hour on the hour, I have to go take a five minute. Yeah. Takes these to the bathroom mm-hmm. and pretend to do cocaine. Mm-hmm. Pretend. <laughs> pretend. Right. Of course, pretend. It'd be very listen, man. Coke's expensive and I wouldn't and if I <laughs> Don't do drugs, okay? I'm pretty I'm pretty sure Coke's expensive to the point where I wouldn't like if I were to buy cocaine, spend the money on doing it at a parlor lark. <laughs> that is not the atmosphere I feel that would be conducive to doing that. That seems a little off. But to me. getting back to the conversation. Flaws are important. Flaws, like I said, fill out your character. They make you um, come alive. And they're, they are great motivators. I remember mm-hmm. playing Gordon at Fractured. And while he had no, there are no flaws in that system, no mechanical flaws. In his head, is like, I have, to, I always said, I have to get myself involved in shit. I always have As, to keep poking oh, the bank. Oh, well, playing a goddamn soul merchant. Jesus Christ. Like, pick five. Yeah. Pick five <laughs> flaws. Like, you have them. Gambling problem? On it. <laughs> Fucking problems with authority and father figures? Of yeah. course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, oh, everyone inherently hates me because I'm I, I'm anathema to the universe. So get ready for a little bit of that. I hope you like racism because you're gonna feel it a little bit. Like, yeah, it's it, and the idea was, and that's a character flaw that isn't mechanically enforced. But if you really want to flesh out a character, think of some ideas of what can make the character interesting. Like there are some characters that are like, I am always fucking with shit all the time. I cannot poke. Not poke the bear. I well, have to poke the bear. Well, that's where Buffer Lurp kind of does it better because it's a longer form. It's just, and this is just yeah. the, the form itself. It's like, oh, well, you're this person for over 24 hours straight. Yep. So, like, weird idiosyncrasies, mm-hmm. weird, like, things that come out yeah, of it. I mean, like, I mean, you're, you're just going to have those because you're are, being are, a person. There is some, some something of, of a flaw system in, in, uh, in, in Lurp in that, like, certain spells have roleplay requirements. Right, and... That's about as far as it goes. Yeah. Though. Like to keep this spell active, you cannot do this thing. You cannot right. talk, or you have you cannot you have to show maintain affection. To affection, you have to maintain a certain demeanor. Certain effects you cannot take. Right, uh, like clothing requirement. But yeah. you know that's that's more standard magic uh, shit. Actually, what's interesting, I just thought about this, and this is very relevant to what we're talking about. So at a, at a table, the camera is only on the group. And that's where the camera generally is most of the time. Mm-hmm. Well, Bofflarp, Slonlarp, but especially the Bofflarp, the camera, you have your own individual camera because you are the one interacting with the environment around mm-hmm. you. There's very rarely where there's collective camera or just one camera that's pointed at a certain direction. And so I think flaws become easier to manage because if you're only worried about yourself and more or less role-playing through it, whereas a group is like somebody who's going through a flaw, that affects everyone at the same time because they have to take time out of the camera to adjudicate to role play that out right you're just in the moment like being in the moment is the most like is kind of what what boffer larp's about right so like mm-hmm. if you're experiencing a moment of your crazy ass flaw where you've you see a specific type of creature you freak out if you're going through this weird and of course sometimes plot will just come poke you like you'll get yeah. some, you'll get a whisper in your ear and something bad's happening to you or you're having a hard time and that's fun to role play, but people will and people will have to deal with it. Don't make yourself an unwinnable role play challenge for God's sake. Oh, but yeah. that's you know because that's no fun for anybody. Nope. But 
flaws happen in real time, and it's not necessarily something you gain a mechanistic benefit for. It's right. just interesting. Uh, actually, speaking of not getting any benefit out of your flaw, I remember at Force Doors, uh, one of the STs came up to me and go, you throw a spiritual present knocking at your brain, do you let it in? I said, and I, Of, of course play. you do. Uh, out of play, I was, Matthew was bored. I wanted something to do, and I thought this would be interesting. And then that's how Matthew became a juggalo. juggalo. He yeah, did yeah, become a juggalo. The plot involved me. Seraphim was so upset with you. <laughs> I played like the smartest Every, character dude, in the entire game okay, for a long time. My wife is literally playing my character's personal companion, and she was utterly just fucking livid with me. So she had he had me and her just like just daggers at oh, him. Like, I, what is wrong with you? Well, no, I mean, it, 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 it fucked him up because he had we had to put him down for a good chunk we, of the fight. Yeah, he had to, like, I'm not a, take part. Yeah, yeah it was a big fight. And so here's a good story about flaws, and this would be a good thing to wrap up, is I decided to take something that I didn't know onto myself, and it really fucked with me. And it fucked with everyone else. But we were all good enough role players that we made it work because <laughs> that interaction of talking about the spiritual significance, what was infecting me, how it would affect me in the fight coming up, and all of that, and, and people making decisions to put me down, and like, I mean, I remember did, specifically, it did I, give us a little bit of an understanding of like the the thing we were dealing with yes. now, which was good. Yeah. Uh, um, but what I'm getting at is the role play of it when I was being spiritually compelled to go out and fight for the bad guys. And my wife, playing my companion, is, like, trying to, like, use magic and stuff to stop me. And she's crying. She, guys, I she, she was crying uh, when I don't she like was it. trying to do this. I don't like it. Yeah, I know. I know you don't like it. Yeah, but she was... Uh, no, 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 no. I don't like... Okay, no. This is goes beyond the... Like, this is an okay-to-be-crying kind of situation because that's a character moment that is just so, like, heartbreaking and, yeah. like, so hard to, like, have to hurt your, hurt your lover, hurt your companion. Like, do something like that. It's Linda crying that actually upsets <laughs> me. Like... It's an inherently upsetting thing, and we don't want to see it happen. Yeah, and never. And, and so that created a very powerful moment because, hey, I wasn't the only one affected. There was another guy who got affected, too. I forgot how he got affected specifically. Uh, probably by being stupid like No, you. he did something in the carnival. Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. There was yeah, carnival we went games. to the darkest of carnival. Yeah, the darkest carnival where people were, oh, god damn it. Fuck Let's not go into that. But, uh, but the idea, he got affected, too. So he was sort of in the boat because his wife was playing another character mm -hmm. not as closely tied to his character but they were still he was still a part of it, it was another fighter mm -hmm. taken out of the fight and it was a it was a character flaw moment even yep. though it was relatively temporary yeah. that eventually resolved itself into great heroics mm -hmm. but those are the moments that you have to keep an eye out that sometimes it is okay to poke the bear take a flaw and see where the ride takes you but you've got to be careful with it. In a Bafalarp situation, it's easier because I only have to really manage myself and everyone else can react. But in like a tabletop setting where the camera can't really go off of you or yeah. off the group, it's harder to do and it can really eat up everyone else's yeah, time. Yeah, well, because you know, you've, you've got a much smaller pool of people to that, that are sort of depending on you, that are interacting with you. So There's also the option, and the thing about Bafalarp that makes taking on that particular moment is like, I had every option to be like, Blazing Hawk, you're a fucking idiot and I'm not helping you right now. Yeah. I'm just walking away yep. and going to talk, deal with the other 25 people who are, you know, around that I can interact with. Like, when someone's going through their personal flaw bullshit at a tabletop setting, you're dealing with it. it is, it's stuck. It, you're there. This is the camera. I think that's what you mean. The camera yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. there. I can take my personal camera 
and go home. Like, yep. I can go elsewhere, deal with my girlfriend or, like, the other 50 characters here who are having personal issues as well in some <laughs> fashion because it's, it's LARPing. But, well, that was a four-day. That was, that was that probably... Was, man, what a... Whew, what, that a was, what a four-day that it was. It was a great, great game. Um, um, and, and so I think to close out the conversation because we are running out on time is flaws are okay. Be willing to take them, but you have to be very aware of them. And your GM needs to be, like, cool with it, too. You need to kind of negotiate in what form of flaw it takes with a GM. Mm-hmm. The GM has to understand you have a flaw. It's on the... And it's also... And this is kind of a GM bookkeeping thing, which I'm generally against. But if you have a flaw, they can't let you get away with it. Yep. Like, they can't mm-hmm. let you... They can't let it never come up. It is their job to make sure that if you... I mean, if for some reason you have prey exclusion or something like that, it's like, nope. Sorry, that's that's this is gonna happen. You're gonna get hungry at some point. This is gonna go against something. You're gonna have to have a hard time. You're gonna go a little crazy or something. Yeah, it, it's it's their job to make sure that your flaws matter, but it's also your job to make sure that you are cool about how you implement mm-hmm. your flaws. Oh, and, and if you take a flaw, acknowledge this may come up, and you will have to deal with it. And don't take it lightly because that will impact you and potentially a lot of other people around you. Right. I mean, as min maxi as you are, if you're going to take one, make sure you're doing it to make the character more interesting, not to make yourself more powerful. Oh, that's a great way to end it. I think that's a perfect phrase to say that. So if uh, you, everyone wants to get in touch with us, you at first you can always uh, email uh, Twitter the show at uh, Polyhedron Cast. Mm-hmm. Um, I am personally at BioImportance on Twitter. At Arduous, R-J-U-O-U-S. Uh at what am I? Divis Malcav. Mal- yeah, the, the Malcav right. that is Divis. Yeah, at divismalcav.com. Um, if you want to give us feedback, and I've seen our numbers increase, so thank you very much, new listeners. Uh, oh, since we have so many new listeners, I want everyone listening to this show. If you've got a gaming friend, go to your gaming friends and tell them to listen to our show, and then have them those two people. Tell two other more gaming friends about this podcast. You should see the look Scott and I are giving each other right now. I am not going to be a part of podcast Amway. (laughs) It's not a pyramid scheme. Yet. (laughs) Not yet. Yes, donate $5 and then get your friends to donate $5 and we'll give you two of their dollars. (laughs) We need seed money. I think that's what the... Seeds seeds of faith, indeed. (laughs) But if you want to give us feedback, you have ideas for the discussion topics, I'll blow on your dice for $4. (laughs) Yeah. That's a euphemism. Uh, nope. <laughs> uh, I will blow into a box, and then I will send you that box. box. And you can and put you your can dice in, in that box, box, and then you yeah. shake it around, and they'll roll better, I promise. Yeah. Again, if you want feedback, you want to tell us how much how big jackasses we are, go to polyhedronpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and if you especially like the show and you really want to give us the support because we are still making improvements to the little studio here, we want to do more things for you, come think about becoming one of our bosses. Go to patreon.com slash polyhedron and think about giving us some money. The minimum is $1 a month, but you, I promise you won't really see it once you sign up for it. You help us a lot. Um, so from everyone here at Polyhedron, go where your fun is. Go roll some dice.